Hey, hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm here too. Good. All right, so <laughs> this is uh, episode 116, and we're covering minute one with one hour, 55 minutes, uh, zero seconds through 59 seconds. Uh, so uh, let's get started talking about uh, Knives Out. Yeah, because the movie's still going at this point. This is like, but this is <laughs> this is in that uh, that sort of psycho moment where there's just like, okay, now we have to have the big reveal of everything that was going on and it takes like 10 straight yeah, minutes is, to explain everything. This is this is kind of a fun week to do, actually, uh, where because everything is really unraveling in this week. So uh, specifically in this minute, um, if you're just listening to this podcast and haven't watched the movie recently, uh, this basically in this minute, Benoit Blanc starts to describe the unwinding of the whole talks report how Ransom decides to go further with the plan once he realizes that Marta didn't actually poison Harlan. And the minute ends with uh, setting the morgue on fire and step one. So uh, do you have any thoughts about this minute? Uh, well, <laughs> I had sort of weird flashbacks throughout this whole minute to, to my childhood in particular, uh, because... Mm. I just enjoy the way that uh, Benoit Blanc, uh, in order to explain this plot, feels it necessary to both take off his jacket and then tuck his tie <laughs> in to his shirt as if, like, he's That's doing right. the dishes or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I don't want to get my tie dirty. But uh, we had a thing, yeah. like, yeah, we had to do that in uh, my secondary school because obviously I grew up, oh, gr- interesting. Grew up in Ireland uh, and it was all of, you know, Catholic schools and whatnot. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, we had a technology class where... Basically, for, for safety purposes, you had to tuck in your tie all the time because, well, in case it gets caught in, like, a coping saw or, like, a... Right. You know, and, like, look at, like, at the time, it seemed like, okay, so you just tuck in your tie. But it's, like, in retrospect, it was more like, you should take the tie off entirely because it's just pretty much, like... You know, it's, it's yeah, it's not necessary. it's not necessary fabric for you know, protection or anything. And no, it's interesting. It just seemed like a real, like, can we sue the school? That that school has closed down. I don't know if it's any relation to like, oh yeah, loads of kids. (laughs) Relation to tucking in the tie. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it turns out that wasn't a completely uh, foolproof scheme against like, oh, apparently bits of fabric can still get caught in saws. Yeah. Especially if it's a little loose or if it's a little, if there's a threads that are, Separating, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do wonder with this though. Is is this just for Daniel Craig? Because like the shirt's very tight as well. Is this him to be like? <laughs> I want people to know because usually in like a Bond movie, I get the flex and be like, look how ripped I am. Right. Stuff. But this is like this whole movie is like as far as we all know, Ben Blanc's just like a kind of a, you know middle aged flabby guy. But it's like no 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 yeah. no no no. Just let you know. Blanc like, is is. He works out, and he. You, we need to know this. Yeah. It's like welcome to the non-violent uh, firearm show that he's got going on. Here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that is absolutely true. Um, 
this is uh, this is also just a fun uh, scene minute in general, just because we really get to see uh, Daniel Craig kind of get to show off, and mm. Chris Evans get to show off too. Yeah. Uh, there's it, which is always fun. I mean, they're they're both fun actors. So these this minute, and then also some of the minutes that are coming up this week, just like seeing them get to just kind of play it up is really fun. Yeah. Uh, I think it must have been just great for Chris Evans in particular because to everybody he is, well, he's Captain America and he's such a nice, wholesome man in real life yeah. apparently as well. Like he seems like he's a genuinely yeah, good dude. Yeah, he seems like such a nice dude. And but to get to play up to be like a really smug, despicable asshole the whole time. Yeah, Ransom is not is a real jerk, and uh, we really get to see that in in these. Uh, in these minutes in particular, because you seeing the, uh, all the lengths to what Ransom is willing to do. Mm. I, I, I wonder if it must have been just kind of almost cathartic for Chris Evans after several, so many movies doing Captain America being the genuinely nice person to just be like, all right, this is my time to just <laughs> ham it up as a complete jerk. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get to go the end of this movie. as far like with uh, like Lucas Lee in Scott Pilgrim, where he's just like a <laughs> yes. comic level yes, asshole. But this is like, no, he's, he's almost so there. He's so good in that movie too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny because, I mean, I, I like the Marvel movies a lot, but I really prefer Chris Evans when he's allowed to be a complete asshole. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I think he, like, he seems like such a nice person in everything else. It, like, in personal life and, and in other movies. But I'm like, man, you were really fun when you get to just be this complete smarmy jerk. Mm. And it's... <laughs> what well, the I think, like, a lot of it is, like, because this whole movie, like, the, the heavy lifting, as it was, as, mm-hmm. as it is... Is done by Anna de Armas. She's the one who like mm-hmm. it was always a bit weird when like when I first saw it, um, like in the theater because you're led to believe like through the marketing that it's like an ensemble cast that it's going to be like right. about but but it's like no no it's about this one woman and then yeah, Daniel no, Craig's no, no. putting around Marta's the back. the main character. She's like she is very very definitively the main character, but I really don't think that the marketing shows off that. Yeah, like you, know, you, you is, really think it's going to be movie. like, oh, there's going to be endless scenes of Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Shannon like batting back and forth and stuff. It's like, no, no, I no. mean, to be fair, I would watch that movie in a heartbeat. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the, that's, you know, for in terms of being an actor, though, I can imagine like, it's great for her because she gets to really prove herself and do the whole emotional range of like, yeah, this whole movie anchors on me. But then like Daniel Craig's just here having fun because he's like, I get to put on this yeah, accent. Oh, yeah. And just be like this blowhard detective who's just like, oh, yes, uh, and all, you know, this kind of, like, he's like Michael Scott. Oh, in my that. gosh. <laughs> I love his complete over-the-top accent. Uh, <laughs> and I think, I, I, I think in the uh, screenplay, which uh, Ryan Johnson actually has put online, the original script is like, it's a, like, pretty mild accent. And then <laughs> I, Daniel Craig is like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like no I, I i'm gonna go all out and i feel like I, i'm assuming that when making this movie uh ryan johnson was just like fine whatever you want to do daniel <laughs> like in commentaries he's movie. just like yeah this this is daniel craig doing it mildly like <laughs> the original takes of this was like <laughs> this is him toning it down i think this, this is as close we could get to like something vaguely <laughs> realistic I, I mean, I, I, I love it, and I, I, I love all the references to the to it uh, in the movie too, especially 
Chris Evans just joking about it throughout. But yeah. man, it's I, I, I love being I love movies where you can tell that actors are clearly having a good time making it. Mm. And I feel like this that's this movie to a T. Yeah. Um so, some like there's a lot of scenes where you can really tell they are all just like going all out and just being able to have a good time yeah, and yeah. making it. So But the, the, Yeah. Well one thing that we do get here, um so like, I know this you know, when this movie came out, big, big hit and stuff. Uh, but then mm-hmm. you get this little flashback here to, you know, Marta and Ransom's discussion in the the mm-hmm. restaurant. Um, were you aware of, like, the intense internet fan base there is for this this jumper? That... Oh, 100%. To the point <laughs> where one of my other weeks uh, that Inside Baseball, I haven't recorded it yet, but it's earlier oh. in this movie, our, and I'll be recording later, uh, I specifically requested to have some scene with with that sweater that's it's, a, it's bizarre to me because like i like i like you know i'm not averse to fashion or anything like that but but i'm not a big jumper guy i'll admit that but well, part, like, of it is saw... that, part of it is that i do knit so i haven't actually made a full sweater yet but oh, okay. i appreciate good knitwear is the thing and... this was like a like a viral <laughs> jumper this was yeah. like there was well, also, tweets made out that somebody was like, oh, someone at a press screening said like, oh, as soon as he showed up in that, like, the girl next to me like gra- grabbed their seat and went, oh, sweater. And like, also, to be fair, then, it's Chris Evans wearing it. <laughs> yes, yeah. But that's since this, though, there's like, that you can get can articles online that yeah. are like top 10 uh, Chris Evans wearing a sweater movies <laughs> and stuff like that. That's like, I had no idea that and at Christmas time, he put his his own dog in a replica of the sweater, because Chris Evans knew that, as if he knew that, like you put me in that thing, the world is gonna go alight. <laughs> it's Miss Bizarre at the time. I had no idea, but now finding out like all this time later, like oh no, this was this was like a moment on the on no, the internet. No, it one hundred percent was, and yeah, just I, I, it's it's a it's a beautiful sweater, but also there's uh, some storytelling in there because there's the. It's clearly not taken care of well, so you know you get that little story moment. But also, there's mm. the fact that Chris Evans can totally wear a sweater, so it's like a little bit of both, you know, storytelling plus it's a good sweater plus it's Chris mm. Evans. So <laughs> here's the question, though: Do you think the four the four bottles he's got in front of him because that's four bottles of Grey Lady? I'm sure someone else in the podcast has covered the, yes. the, the Grey Lady <laughs> beer, but. Uh, like, do you think they're all for him? Or was he trying to... There's separate bottles in front of Marta, but that's a good question, though, if he specifically... Like, we know that he specifically is trying to get some stuff out of Marta, and then this whole scene is him um, realizing that Marta didn't actually poison Harlan. Uh, mm. So, like, you you have to wonder if he was kind of like, you know throwing the beer behind his shoulder to be like, oh, no, I'm I'm totally as drunk as you are. And, like, no, he's he's sober. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, he's stepping up because he's got four beer bottles, and then he's got, a like, a glass of, like, ri- like whiskey or something. <laughs> I, I, maybe also. he just has a really good to- uh, alcohol tolerance. I mean, granted, knowing what you do about Ransom, like, he he's never held a real job in his life, and he's basically gone around partying for several several years so you have to wonder like he 
he's probably doing a lot of drinking then. He's mm. probably gotten some alcohol tolerance up yeah. there. It's, it's, it never even occurred to me that he might be in any way drunk himself, because, again, I'm from Ireland. So oh, like, sure, sure, sure. And then just seeing, like, four bottles of that, it's like, yeah, that's, that's like, you're, you're, you're starting off, I guess. But, like, <laughs> that's not, not going to do anything for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, there's a little uh, cultural difference there, but... Uh... Yeah, it, that, that is interesting, though. I, I definitely noticed that while rewatching the movie yesterday. I was like, oh, wow, there is a lot of beer on that stuff. And then he's also <laughs> drinking a whiskey. And, you know. It's great. Like, he's, he's just really getting into, like, relaxing mode. Like, one point cuts back. He's just got, like, a needle sticking out of his arm. He's just <laughs> nipping into the bathroom to do some coke. It's like, oh, we'll make a night of it, you just, know? This is just what I do when I have, like, any sort of meal. This is, like, normal for me. Like... It just yeah, cuts like later things. on in his interrogation. It's just like they're out at the disco somewhere, and he's just like <laughs> doing some designer drugs, and Marta's still confessing things to him. It's like oh, okay, and he's like, no, this is like this is bringing me up to you know baseline here. This is not in any way getting me high because <laughs> listen, um, one of the other things that I think uh, works really well in this particular minute is the uh, editing back between the current scene and the flashback. Uh, mm. it, I think it's, I, I mean, it's it's pretty, uh, I, I don't want to say basic, but I feel like, you know, it, it's kind of like basic detective story where you go back and see, oh, this, there's actually other motives in this scene. But it's, I think it's really fun to see the, just kind of the moment to moment seeing uh, Benoit specifically say the exact same things that, um, that Ransom is saying so that you you get like you really get how strong of a detective Benoit yeah, Blanc is. Yeah. Because a lot of this movie, he like you you hear, oh, he's like this famous detective, but a lot of the movie he is kind of silly and kind of seems kind of bumbling. But then mm. you really see like, oh no, this dude knows his stuff and he knows people extremely, yeah. extremely well. Yeah, <laughs> for some bizarre reason, I had like a real severe d- bit of deja vu there now. I was just like, mm. was this the- <laughs> did you say that in the trailer for the show? <laughs> or something? I just remember the distinct memory of hearing that your exact voice say something very similar to that. I was like, what? well, what's going on? But- yeah, I, I was not in the trailer for the show, so that is extremely weird. <laughs> oh, my God. This oh, is, no, this is a... <laughs> no, no, this is like a this is our mystery. This is a thing that needs to be unraveled here for this podcast. Is what did you, a, what deja vu did you envelope of cash to uh, <laughs> Daniel Craig's house? <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you would like to um, mention about this particular minute? Minute? Uh, not particularly. Not in this particular minute. Uh, <laughs> just again, a more childhood flashback seeing a Molotov cocktail getting thrown. It's like we used to. Back in Ireland when I was a kid, you'd see that in the news all the time. But uh, thankfully, not not so much these days. But yeah, think, uh, thankfully. But that's uh, I, I don't know if you watch uh, you've watched the Good Place at all. Uh, oh but, yeah, I love the Good Place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a very like I have a weird fondness for Molotov cocktails now, in part because that's a common thing for Jason on the Good Place. So yeah, although that's a. That, I, I question, I guess, like, there's nothing really you can do beyond, like, actual espionage. But, like, the idea of throwing, like, essentially, like, a petrol bomb yeah. into the place. It's like, I don't think, it's like, that's a real, I don't know if that's definitely going to get that vial you need, dude. It's like, that's kind of, like, 
it could just blow up over the floor and then like the be like scorched walls and stuff, but everything he, inside is just gonna be totally fine. <laughs> but, yeah, he's very specifically like, like he's assuming a lot here that there's also no like digital files either. Just yeah, and yeah. there's no copies. He's just like, all right, uh, let's solve this problem by throwing them all to a cocktail. Job is done. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess for his purposes, in the movie at least, it yeah. does work for it does what, like work a day. Pretty well, except you know, as we've found out, there's another copy of the report. But mm. you know, I do appreciate the uh, the editing as well. In that, like as but as Benoit Blanc is delivering this exposition and has a slow close up of Chris Evans sitting mulling over realizations in the flashback. He does about Martin, and he it gives a little moment of silence, and then he goes like, "Huh," like he's. As the audience is figuring out what's going on and kind of going, oh, yeah. what's happening? Chris Evans does a lot of good, like, nonverbal acting in this minute and then also some of the other minutes we're going to be talking about later. Uh, mm. Just a lot of good face acting of, hmm, oh, you, you figured that out. I didn't want you to figure that out, but that, that yeah. it's it's pretty fun to see. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, but no, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's all I've got for this minute yeah. in particular. Uh, so we do have a daily question for each day. Um, and you already talked a little bit about this, but you saw this in the cinema, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, well, this is only like a year back now. I think this yeah. might be the most recent movies by minutes I've ever appeared on. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, I came out like last month, this, <laughs> this thing. <laughs> yeah. So any other experiences with that? Uh, I, I also saw it... Uh, at the theaters, and then also a little bit of uh, inside baseball here. Uh, we're recording this in November 2020, so uh, I haven't gone to a movie theater in several months, which is mm. not my favorite because I love going to the movies. But well, but what what was your what was your last? Oh God, uh, it's it's out? horrible. But it was a midnight screening of Cats. Uh, so oh really? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. No, and and the, the movie I saw right before that was Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is excellent. <laughs> And then it's like I, you wish, but you could tell people like I'll just leave out the cats. I'll but. just leave out the cats. Like <laughs> it was, it was a fun time because it was a midnight screening. It was kind of rowdy, and we're all, you know, a, a, all a bunch of people who are willing to have fun and watch cats. But at the same mm. time, I'm like, ooh. That, oh, we 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 I, did like a special episode about cats on Batman, and so you don't you don't have to <laughs> explain yourself to me. <laughs> I, I get the appeal of the movie. 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's like. What, what, I've had other people ask me that, like, oh, you miss going to the movies. What was the last movie you saw in theaters before uh, before everything? And I'm like, it was a midnight screening of Cats. But... <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, that's the kind of lucky. The last one I saw was The uh, the Invisible Man, the Elizabeth Moss oh, oh, version. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a good one to go out on, because like, yeah. it, it, it was close to Ben Sonic. And I was like, oh, Ben oh, Sonic yeah, had been the last yeah. movie I saw in theaters. Yeah, oh, my God. I, I, saw, I saw Sonic, too, and then I, I also... Uh, did the did Birds of Prey, which I really enjoyed, but uh, mm. yeah. So miss going to the but, movies, but uh, I, that, that, that was the thing though, because like I was I was hyped for this because like I currently live in Liverpool, and mm-hmm. one of the first movies I saw like as an independent free 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 guy, like as you know, you move out, you go to university, mm-hmm. so. Moved over here in uh, 2005. One of the first films I saw in the cinema in Liverpool was Brick. Uh, so I was just like, and since then I've been like, oh yeah, I've been like Brothers Bloom, friggin' Looper was out there opening day, like, and when Ryan Johnson was announced for Star Wars, I was like, oh great, like, I love that guy. 
So uh, I was hyped for this. And I, I did note that it got, like, a lot... At least over here, it got, like, a lot of publicity. It really Like, not did. so much as... Like, about a, I think it must have been about nine months before it came out. Every time you went to the cinema, you would have got the trailer for this with the Frank Sinatra, I'm gonna live until I die. Like, that song. Going, and to the point where it's like, Jesus Christ, just released the movie already. I've seen this trailer <laughs> to it, death. I mean, I guess it worked considering the... the um global total was over 300 million which is quite good for a movie that's uh you know doesn't have any sort of franchise or any sort of mm. existing well you know at, at that point i'm sure now they'll probably it'll be the knives out cinematic well, universe we'll be point, talking but... a little bit more about that later this week um, oh, okay oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think we're going to uh wrap up this uh ep- this episode of knives out minute uh, thank you for uh, joining me today. Uh, do you have any oh. particular plugs or any anything you want to share? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm one of the hosts of Bat Minute, which is a podcast a bit like Knives Out Minute uh, in that we're going through the Batman movies from 1989 up to and including Batman and Robin and beyond. We're Ooh. not too sure what we're doing after Batman and Robin, but we'll be doing one of them anyway. Um, but yeah, we've uh, got three whole seasons down now. We just, well, that's the thing. I'm not too sure when this will be airing. Because we finished Batman Forever a couple of months back now, and in the new year we'll be doing Batman and Robin. But by the time this comes out, we could be already well into Batman and Robin. Because whenever this starts airing, then it could be like months will go by, and like we'll be we'll be absolutely like neck deep in that movie by then. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, so uh, we get that on you know all your usual podcatchers and. Beyond talking Batman, we do hiatus episodes. We did reviews of all Prince's movies. We've done reviews of Catwoman. We did a review of Cats uh, at one point. Uh, And yeah, we got like the number 23, all these sort of like (laughs) Batman adjacent sort of movies. We're doing ones in Real Genius, The Island of Dr. Moreau, all this sort of stuff. And then the actual main show is looking at every minute of the Batman movies as well. Very nice. Uh, So go check that out. Um, Also, go check out... Uh, this show on Twitter, it's at Knives Out Minute on Twitter. Um, and also, you can check out my personal podcast, uh, which is Gaming Fix, which is FYX Podcasts on Twitter, um, where we talk about video games. So uh, if you want a video game podcast, check it out. All right. Well, thank you, and uh, hope you have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>